Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Awesome. So today we start a new series, even as we celebrate Uganda, Rise and Be Healed. So uh, many months ago, I started getting a conviction for us to start to teach about healing here at Worship Harvest because actually, as far as my memory serves me, in these 13 years of Worship Harvest, we've never had a series on healing, right? No, we've never. So I kept thinking about it uh, and sort of planning and then in the last few weeks, we've had way too many issues, uh, too many people losing loved ones. We've lost some church members. Some may not be from this location, but we've lost some members. We had funeral services here. And so I think it's time, right? It's time for us to talk about it so that we know what, what is, what's in the package for us. How do we leave it out? And when we are attacked by sickness, how do we respond, right? So that's the, the heart of this series. It's, it's a pastoral response to health crisis uh, amongst us and our loved ones. So I want you to receive it like that, all right? Now, two things uh, that I want to say right up, up front before I get into the message. One is, uh, I'm going to invite all of us to fast for three days, starting tomorrow. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah? Uh, fasting is where you don't eat. Some people may be wondering, What's, what animal is that? Uh, I'll tell you later, as we go on through the series, I'll tell you actually, I'll share with you a little bit about the relationship between fasting and divine health. It's there and it's very deep, but it's not one of, it's maybe, maybe not, but I'm just inviting us into this because also this healing series is coupled with our one campaign and this is the week we pray for the one. Remember the one? Now some of you had your ones in the previous campaign. I don't know if you followed up. Are you following up? <coughs> Some of you, your one didn't, hasn't yet crossed, so you need to continue. Others have since prayed and decided I need another one. <laughs> Whichever you go about it, I want all of us to participate in the one campaign. Amen. Uh, rough statistics in my head tell me that about six billion people don't know the Lord Jesus. That's a big number. So when you are here in church, don't think you're the majority. And God has no plan B. It's not like God is orchestrating this mega plan where he's going to get all those people coming to know the Lord Jesus. We are plan A, B, C, D, up to Q. It's you and I. So we are the ones to introduce people to Jesus. Amen. And so it's very interesting that it's coupled with the healing series because uh, healing is for everyone, whether you're saved or not. So invite people, bring sick people. We are going to be praying for people to be healed here every Sunday. And even outside Sundays, if, you, if your workmate says, uh, this, this is hurting, don't say, just keep that pain until Sunday. And we go. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's why we are studying so that because for us church begins on Monday. There and then you need to minister healing to them, alright? Are you good with that? Yeah, so fasting. Fasting simplified is back uh, three days this time, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then this other one is for men. Are there any men in the house? Can I hear some men? <laughs> So men, I need men of prayer to arise. Uh, it's time for us to be the men of God that God has called us to be and continue to 
put uh, to watch, to be watchmen, right? Men of prayer are watchmen. So I'm inviting all men to a time of prayer here on Tuesday at 6 a.m., 6 to 7, all right? It won't go beyond 7 because at 7 we have the men's Bible study. And the two are very different. So, but they are on the same day so that in case you decide to come for both, uh, one fewer right. Right? So men of prayer, 6 to 7 a.m., Tuesdays beginning this Tuesday. Uh, we'll share more deeply on Tuesday why men, why I'm calling on men specifically to arise and, and start praying for this church, for this nation in this place. You're going, you see, people like to talk about prayer. We need, we need to pray instead of talk about it. Also, we should stop talking about revivals of them days. Our own revival is here. So we need to participate in it. Amen. So uh, wives, please uh, kick them out at five something on Tuesday. Please, amen. Make sure they are here by six o'clock. All right. Don't start serving them breakfast. What, what? Besides, we are fasting on Tuesday. And for the men, when we pray together, we might also be fasting every week. So just limit all the tender love and care on Tuesday mornings. Make sure they are here at 6 o'clock. Those who are without wives, please get an alarm clock. And let's be here at 6. <laughs> 6 o'clock. I'm not pointing anywhere. But anyway, he finds the wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And the last time I checked, there are so many wonderful, beautiful ladies in this church. And the men, that's why we need to pray, actually. Because I need a quicker work. <coughs> you know, some opportunities have to be seized within, the, within a certain window. So, amen. amen. <coughs> the violin, take it by force. I hear you. So now let's, let's get into this series, Rise and Be Healed, Rise and Be Healed. So, sickness is not a part of God's plan for creation. Sickness is not a part of God's plan for creation. When you read the creation story in Genesis, it doesn't say then on the XYZ day, he created sickness or sicknesses. No. So sickness is not God's invention. He didn't come up with it. So it's not part of God's plan for creation. Secondly, sickness is not part of God's plan for humanity. Creation aside. Are you with me? Yeah, sickness is not part of God's plan for humanity. Thirdly, sickness is not part of God's plan for you. So when we start talking about healing, especially divine healing, healing where God is involved actively, all healing involves God, there is no healing that involves the devil. The devil, the, the, he says, for the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Abundant life does not include sickness. The devil, <laughs> if the devil could have his way, we would all be dead. Do you know that there are about, the last time I checked, let me make sure I have my statistics right. The last time I checked, there were about more than 30,000 known sicknesses and ailments. 30,000 known and active on planet Earth. And right now, many of you have none. And those who are doing really badly may have only one or two out of 30,000. So even when there is some campaign in your body, just understand that the, the, the amount God has kept away is more than 99.9%. .9%. Are you with me? I want you to join me, join my faith, and let's 
put sickness out of this church. Because it's not part of God's plan for worship harvest. Or for your family. Or my family. Mm, are you with me? God's will for you and I is perfect health. Now that does not mean we don't fall sick. But when we fall sick, we need to understand where it's coming from. God's will for you is that you stay safe in your house. And that your flat screen TV and your fridge and your phone and everything is secure. Now, some... I'm looking for the right word. Nikon pumps may attempt to break into your house and steal your things. When that happens, do not assume that God was part of the plan. God didn't send them. Are you with me? The people who steal, the people who rape, the people who, who defile people, the people who steal are not God's agents. Now, do those things happen? Yes. Are they caused by God? No. So that, this is the first point I want us to understand. Never, ever, ever assume when you are going through a challenge like sickness or anything that God is not bringing it. Because then you will not know how to fight. Because then you will think you might be fighting God. But when you know that it is not God who has brought it. My God. And you know the fellow who is responsible for it is beneath your feet. Mm. Then you are like, uh -uh. someone is about to lose. And it's not me. <laughs> mm. Amen. Thank you for those few amens. I like them. So sickness is not part of God's plan for you. Anyway, I could go on and on and on, but without scripture, you might be like, let her we know. So, creation, creation story does not have sickness as part of what God has created. And, so this is, uh, then you have... Uh, Israel, the children of Israel imprisoned or rather enslaved in Egypt and when they come out, this is what God says to them this is what God says to them together, he says "Ah, look, this, this scripture is good here's the other thing, here's the other thing before we read it never let your experience bend the word of God Let the word of God bend you. I can tell you, I have fallen sick. I have had some sicknesses. Even sometimes, as recently as now, there are some things going on. But I cannot stand there and start saying, because I'm experiencing X, Y, Z, maybe there is a, a close, a provision. No, 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 no. So in case you have experienced any negativity in this area of sickness, things happening in your body that either you cannot explain or you can explain or the doctor has explained, don't worry. You, you, no condemnation, okay? First of all, I don't want anyone to feel condemned because you are not well in any area of your life. That, <laughs> please, then I would be playing the devil's role. Here's how the devil operates. The devil will steal your bag and then he will accuse you of not securing it. And then you feel guilty that your bag was stolen. I'm telling you. So theology is simple in Christianity. Good comes from God. Bad comes from the devil. Period. Anyway, so this is what he tells the children of Israel in Deuteronomy. He says, you shall, together, 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 you shall be 
blessed above all peoples. There shall not be a male or female barren among you or among your livestock. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt which you have known. My God. Moreover, this is under the law. This is under an inferior covenant. He says, even with the law, even with your failures. That's why the Bible says that all that those people, even their shoes never got worn out for 40 years. Those who made it. Even their shoes didn't get worn out. Like it was that miraculous. And that was under the covenant of Moses. And the Bible says we have a better covenant established on better promises. My God! <laughs> the Lord will take away from you how much? Oh, in other words, someone is trying to put it on you. And the Lord is taking it away from you. Now the person taking it away cannot be the person putting it. <laughs> are, you, are you feeling me? Do you feel me? I just want to establish here today, today is the first part. Next Sunday and the others will be talking about this topic. So bring everyone. Bring them. Look, I don't do the healing. Jesus does. So, <laughs> let's put him at risk. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I'm so excited. The Lord will take away from you all. How much? All sickness. Now, here's the thing that you need to understand the context of this scripture is that the church, or rather, no, let me go back. Israel, Israel coming out of Egypt is a picture of the church. The people have been set apart coming out of the world. Do you understand that? Do you understand that now? Now, you may not have understood it before. Now, when I say it, just believe it and say, I understand it by faith. So, God delivered Israel out of Egypt. That's the same thing as God delivering you from not being a believer, from the influence of the devil, from being a child of that one, and then he brings you into his own family. You get born again. Now, if you're not born again, you need to do that, because if you're not, it means that you're still someone else's child, not God's child. Because says you of your father X Y Z, and is not a good person to be a, a child to. So he got them out of Egypt, but he didn't just get them out of Egypt. He didn't get them out of Egypt. Now I've done my part. Ebirala, take care of yourself. Sickness, which made money. No, what did he do? It was salvation is a total complete package. So, they were not only delivered from Egypt, from the if, from under the hand of Pharaoh, but also they were healed of their diseases. There was provision made for their economy. It is, it is, so salvation is a, is a complete package. It includes uh, forgiveness of sins, healing, deliverance, peace, joy, Ah, prosperity. This is what's that common verse used to be common those days. Nowadays people don't quote it a lot. Third John two. Uh huh. Uh huh. My beloved, that you may. I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. That's God's will for you. Prosper. 
in all things, in relationally, financially, and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So prosperity, where there is sound, where you're happy, so, so to say. Mm. And it's not because things are going well always, but no, 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 no. Some things you decide that regardless of what's going on, I'm going to have a different attitude because being negative about it will not change it anyway. So let me be positive about it. Maybe something will change. So this, this is God's word to Israel. But then see what Jesus does. Interesting. Interesting. So, so just to confirm that this is God's will for you and I, see what Jesus did. Matthew 9, 35, together says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues together, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is Lord. But when the multitudes knew it together, they followed him and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. If you have need of healing, Jesus' predisposition, <laughs> does such a word exist, is to heal you. He's not wondering whether he should heal you or not. He's not putting any provisions that when he has, or when she has done X, Y, Z, I will heal her. No. Look, they did not first ask all these people, what sins have you committed? No, no, no. They were all healed. Amen. Come on, rejoice with me. So the salvation package includes healing. Look at, look, at, look at this, look at this. This same Jesus. Now I want us to compare, right now going forward, I want us to compare two things, forgiveness and healing. I want to prove to you that the two come together. It's a package deal. It's a bit like when you go to buy a car. You understand when you go to buy a car? It comes with the wheels. It's a package deal. If you ever say, uh, they are selling cars here, cars, cars, then you find the cars on blocks. Because supposed to be a package. The whole thing is supposed to be there. Engine, wheels, body, everything. That's how salvation is. So, forgiveness and healing come together. They are in the same box. So if you open that box and pick out one, you could as well pick the other. Mm, come on! Ha, ha, ha. I'm excited. You know I'm excited because there's going to be lots of people healed in the, in the next one month. Yeah. Yeah, even things you thought were impossible, even things you have been well acquainted with. You know how you can be well acquainted with your thing? Like, me, I've settled into my pattern, I know how to manage the sickness. No, <laughs> we are getting out of management mode. Okay, so this is Jesus. He's there doing his thing, preaching. The house is packed. And these fellows break through the roof and lower their friend right there. And then he tells him, Son, your faith has made you. No, no. That, it, no your sins are forgiven you. And then the Pharisees are like, eh, 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 eh. You know, there are some Pharisees around. <laughs> Every time you start operating in real power, you know, people are used to religion. This thing where we talk about a God who does nothing, who we actually need to help, 
prop up his name because he's doing badly. That's religion. We are talking about God who does stuff. All right. So anyway, so he says, your son, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees are like, what? Who gave you permission to forgive? And then this is what Jesus says. Let's read together intentionally. He says, for which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. He was just proving to them that I do both. The two are a package deal. The same power, the same authority Jesus has to say, Son, your sins are forgiven you, is the same authority with which he says, Rise, take up your bed, and go home. Same. Or as the Kenyans would say, same, same. Mm, tell your neighbor it's same, same. Now I may be here and I'm preaching this and you're like, Mose, so and so died. So and so is unwell. I prayed for so and so, they didn't recover. What are you saying? And I'm saying, whatever you're saying, I've also gone through it. I prayed for people and they died. I believed for people to be well and they didn't. That does not change the word of God. Because I've also prayed for people and they've been healed. Amen. I've also believed for people to be well and they've been made well. Amen. So whatever happened, it's not God's problem. Something in the system didn't work, you know. And the result was not the desired result. But in the end we win. Because like some old driver used to say, Nelazalo Yafa. I could call it deep. Nelazalo Yafa. Even then Jesus brought back. Eventually went. But, so, but the point is, while we are alive, we should not live in, 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 you know, sickness is bad because it, it, it robs you of the capacity to do all the things God wants you to do. And then it's expensive. Remember that woman who had spent all she had on physicians? So that's why God wants to take care of it because God wants you to be well, to do all the things you need to do, and he doesn't want you to spend all your money trying to be well. He wants you to give that money away for kingdom purposes. Hallelujah. Mm, 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 mm. I feel your faith rising, people. I hope it is because mine is way up there. <laughs> I'm good all by myself. My friends, Jesus heals. The same way he forgives sins is the same way he heals. What is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven you or rise up and take your bed. But that you may know that the son of man has power to. Do you realize the thing he uses there? Do you realize the term he uses there? You know there is too much depth in the Bible. So those of you who are not reading it, I don't even know what's wrong with you. Do you realize that he doesn't use his son of God title? He said he uses his son of man title. Can't think about that. Of all his spectrum of offices, he chose that one to use in this verse. But that you may know that the son of man has power to forgive sins on earth. He says, pick up your bed. My God, my God. I was watching this movie. There's this movie. It's called Breakthrough. 
go find it, watch it. This movie is based on a true, it's actually a true story. It's not even an adaptation of a story. It's a true story. True story. Young man, very disobedient to his parents, very whatever, broken, went with his friends, and they went on a frozen lake, and the ice broke, and they fell through. Two of them were rescued. This young man stayed. They took long to get him out, 15 minutes to find him. The time they got him out, he, was, he, he had no pulse. He was dead. Now, 15 minutes in frozen, freezing water, by that time, you're gone. He had no pulse. He had no... His lungs were full of water, and actually blood, not just water. And they did resuscitation at the, by the whatever, they failed. Took him to hospital. The, the doctors did all they could for 45 minutes and failed. Now, 45 minutes later, the person is properly dead. Even if he came back to life, which is impossible, medically speaking, their brain would be dead. They would be brain dead. And then the mother showed up. The mother was like, no, 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 no. This is not happening. Adoptive mother, him, the mother and the father, they had only this one son whom they had adopted. She just screamed and said, Holy Spirit, come back and bring back breath into my son's body. They had the pulse. The machines went on. This is an hour later. This is a true story. In fact, this is probably the only medically documented resurrection. Because there have been many resurrections, but because there is no, they don't happen in hospitals, people dispute them. This happened inside a hospital in America where they keep records. They had the pulse, but his brain was not. So they had the pulse, but his brain was not. He was brain dead. And they said, okay, there's only one other hospital where there's the best guy who deals with these things. So they airlifted the guy there. And the doctor came just to manage it, told the mother, we've checked. This guy's pulse is so low, he will not make it to morning. His, the mother the pastor came, they spent the night there in hospital. The next morning, the guy hadn't died. So everyone was surprised, including the doctor, sick. This, this is not happening. But the mother, because just insisted, no negative talk in this hospital room. Not every, she confronted everyone, including the husband. She was she had zero tolerance for negative talk, whether by doctors, medical staff, husbands, friends, classmates who came, everyone. Then one day, the guy could feel, he could press, when they said, could ask questions, he could press back. Then one morning, so the mother was like, okay, we, because they had uh, sedated him, they had put him in an induced coma in order not to have him. She says, let's take off all these machines. Let's remove, let's get him out of coma. Let's believe God. The boy came back to life, fully functional, perfect health. So these, these things, eh? this is not Lou Gambo here. The things which have, which fail doctors. Yes, you have a wonderful doctor and doctors are of God. Even Luke, who wrote the book of Luke and the book of Acts was a physician. Their beloved Luke. 
but let me make no mistake about it. There is the ultimate physician. The one who has the final say. I was supposed to be preaching. Psalm 103. Two to three, together, together. Bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all his benefits. Who does what? Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Tell your neighbor it's a package deal. When you get one, you've automatically got the other. I may be saying, you mean all my diseases were healed? How come I still fall sick? You mean all your sickness, all your sins were forgiven? How much you still fall into temptation? How come you still fall into temptation? Because you get tempted, does that mean your sins were not forgiven? Because you get attacked by sin, does that mean your sicknesses were not healed? No. Logic. Or like some other friends of mine would say, logic. Apply logic. All your sins were forgiven, and I hope if you come to worship others, that's no longer a matter of debate. All past, present, and future. He said it is finished. Do you know what else was finished? <laughs> All your sicknesses. <laughs> All of them. Including the one that may be trespassing right now in your members. All your, all your sins were forgiven even the devil knows it that's why he brings temptation temptation is not from God James writes clearly let no one who is tempted say that he's being tempted by God for God tempts no one neither is he himself tempted by sin so all your sins were forgiven and the enemy brings temptation all your diseases were healed and the enemy brings sickness but one of these days Maybe today is one of these days. You're going to stand your ground and say, mm -mm, not today, Satan. Not today. Ha, ah, yeah, yeah. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Let's read together. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Transgressions, sins, iniquities, right? Wrongdoings. He was bruised for our iniquities. Are you seeing that? The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. The power of sin is broken. Jesus. Mm. The same way the power of sin is broken, the power of sickness is broken. Look at this other one. Look at this other one. And it finished. Who himself bore our sins, now Peter upgrades it into New Testament, yeah? In his body on the tree that we having died to sin may live unto righteousness and by whose stripes you were healed. Forgiveness and healing are a package deal. That's the point I'm making this morning. No confusion about it. Forgiveness and healing are a package deal. Amen. Amen. When you received salvation, you received everything. Forgiveness of sins, peace, wealth, and health included. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness that we, uh -huh, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and birth. He has given us all things, all things. He who did not spare his only son but gave him up for all of, for all of us, how shall he not together with him, what? Freely, freely give us all things. It's a package deal. Look at what James instructs concerning the practical part of this in a church setting. He says, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save 
the sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he has committed sins he will be forgiven. Same, same. Same, same. Sickness and sin are dealt with in one blow at Calvary. Amen. Never forget that. So don't, don't say, don't think, ha man, Jesus brought forgiveness of sins by salvation. Now I'm waiting for the healing. No. It's a package deal. You already have it. You already have it. And now what you need to do is you need to release it. Release it. Amen. My time is up, but I, my time is up actually. What? I was planning to share with you some interesting things that are not on the script. So, let, let, me, let, me, let me use the, these five minutes that have been granted very quickly. Now, this is what we're going to do. When we finish, I'm going to invite anyone who needs to be healed to come forward. There's going to be healing operators up here at the front. Come on, somebody. Like a Massa and Debra. Now, it's not about them. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> in fact, I can tell you this. The funniest thing in my life is that all the most astounding miracles that I've seen God work through me uh, is when I wasn't intending it. Either I was joking, completely joking. I was not really up to it. I was not there applying my faith. Or I just said something in passing and it was the thing. So it's not about them. So you, you just come, relax. Okay? The other thing is, just like natural medicine, sometimes it takes time. But we give up too quickly. You know why they give you all those medicines two times, three times, I don't know how many days? Five days? Sometimes it works like that. There are miracles I've seen in my life which took time. I just kept applying faith, faith, praying with someone every, like there was a particular one where I prayed with a person every week, once a week for one hour, and then like three months later, the thing had disappeared. Others have been instant. So the thing is, you need to look at the devil and, see, and say, let's see who will outweigh the other. <laughs> yeah, part of faith is simply holding on to the promise long haul. Are you with me? Now I was going to share the other two things. The other things. Which one should I share first? Let me share this one first. So there are, you could call them levels. There are degrees of operation in healing, yeah? Just call them degrees of operation. You can relate the physical, uh, natural healing to the spiritual side of things to see whether this applies to you. So the first degree, uh, and I can actually even link up that. One, it could just be that for you, you take medicine and God heals you that way. Medicine is not of the devil, okay? Please, let's stop this kajanja. Medicine is not of the devil. It is not. Do you know those herbs were not created by the devil? Out of which they get the tablets? The devil didn't create any herbs. So medicine is not of the devil. Don't underestimate it. So before you feel that you have the faith to be healed divinely, keep taking your medicine, whatever that is. I just need to put that out there as a pastor. Now, one level, the first level is just to be healed. You have an ailment or ailments or whatever it is, and then you receive healing, whether supernaturally or naturally or both. Does that make sense? I'm talking about levels or degrees. The second is where you actually walk in health. Do you see that? Do you see that? So when you keep falling sick, God keeps healing you. You fall sick, you get healed. You fall sick, you get healed. Then one of those days, you're going to come across Romans 8, 10, and 11. Go and read it at home, and you'll just decide, this sickness thing, I'm done. <laughs> and you walk in health. That's what I've been trying to practice all these years. Uh, with, I've had some good degrees of success. Of, yeah, I, I saw... 
I got the revelation that I don't have to fast for sick and believe for healing. I could as well walk healed. Now I can guarantee you that every attempt from hell has been made for me to doubt that functionally by things showing up in my body, but so far I've refused to allow. So that's the second degree. Now the next degree, which is what I want all of us here to operate in, is when you not only just get healed, which I believe you're going to do, you not only just walk in healing, which I believe you're going to do, by the way, this one, this one I've decided we are going to take it, take this fight to the devil. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> Some of you have never had a proper spiritual fight. You are in one right now. <laughs> so so we'll we take what, however long it takes. So the second degree is when you are actually walking in health. Okay? You could actually call it the third degree because maybe the first one might be Right now, things are so bad, I feel terrible, I don't even have faith for healing. I'm just going to go with natural. That's still of God, that's okay. Then there's divine healing of, I'm tired of the medicine, I'm standing my ground to be healed. Then level three is, you walk in healing. Now level four is, you become a distributor. <laughs> Not only do you walk in healing and are healed, people who want to be healed come around you. And they get healed variously. Maybe you lay hands on them, or you speak a word to them, or you just hang out and have coffee together. Come on. Jesus, Jesus didn't go around trying to heal everyone. The Bible says in many scriptures that at some point, all those who wanted to be healed, all they needed to do was touch his clothes. Are you with me? Stick with me. Stick with me, church. Stick with me, church. And then his disciples, whom he told, he told they would do greater things than him, and we are part of that extension, took it one level. Not only were people being healed by the clothes that they were wearing, they were healed by clothes that they had put on before. And shadows. Somehow it wasn't no longer physical. It's like, you just come near. I remember reading this story, these two boys from Bethel Church who would do this healing ministry. They would go to the street and start playing guitar and sing. Then they would draw a box on the, on the pavement. Eh? They would just draw a square. And they said, if you want to be healed, just step in that square. And everyone who stepped in that square got healed. And you're going to say, where is that in the Bible? Greater works. That's where it is in the Bible. Some of you are just going to designate certain spaces. Maybe your office at work and you say, you decide, it's up to you by the way. You decide that this is healed space. Anyone who crosses that door and gets in here is going to get healed. And that's what you need to do. Okay, we have to finish. So you have understood that. The other thing I wanted to tell you is practicals of this. One, you have to embrace the word of God. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them. It says, my son, pay attention to my words. They are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So the word of God is your primary source of healing. Two, watch your words. If one, if, don't confuse the angels. Yeah? Today you are saying I'm healed. Tomorrow, oh my God, I'm so sick. No, no, no. <clears throat> Don't be double-minded. Don't be double-minded. Be steadfast. I'm not saying deny the sickness existence. No, no, don't deny. Faith is not denying the situation. Faith is acknowledging the situation exists, but greater is he. Amen. Three, try fasting. Just try.
Just give it a shot. You'll be amazed at how you can speed up the process through that simple thing. Try and live in the first lane, or is it the fasting lane? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this message. Thank you for this series. Thank you because by your stripes we were healed. All of us. As we received salvation, we also received healing. So we will not allow the enemy to any more steal from us this thing which you have already done for us. We thank you because sickness is not from you. Sickness is from the enemy. We thank you because Jesus is present with us and is present to heal. So we receive it. Even as we go home, give us capacity to ponder on these words and to consider these words and help us move to, from just being people who receive healing or who walk in healing but people who distribute healing. May there be miracles of healing everywhere we go this week in our homes, in our offices, in the taxis, on the road, in the cafes, everywhere. Because we know that it's not us, it's you in us who brings about healing. Because you love people and you want to take pain out of their bodies. So we bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, amen. So we are so far gone. So what we're going to do, I'm closing the service right now. If you need prayer for healing, come to the front as everyone goes for uh, a drink. The people who are going to be here praying, they are going to do it quickly. The last time I checked, the longer you take, the more unbelief builds. So I like I like to be a smooth operator. Just out, out like that. Are, are you ready for it? Are you excited about this? By the way, this stuff usually does not excite people who have never fallen sick and needed a healing miracle. But when you've been there, oh, you'll be like, preach, preach up. Amen. All right, let's stand up together. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. 